If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is all revved up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. I know he's there. Yes, uh, and we're going to talk bring a trailer this uh, this hour. We have uh, lots of auctions that closed from our picks last week, and we've got some great picks this week. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about some of those things. Uh, John, last week you picked a few very interesting cars, and then one of them was a 1969 Dodge Series D pickup truck, and it was kind of like a custom build, and that sold for only eleven thousand nine hundred and twenty dollars. So I think somebody lost a lot of money out of all the things that they put on that car. You know, new engine, transmission, interior, blah blah blah, wheels. So. Uh, that didn't sell for a lot of money. Yeah, Too there bad. was no reserve on that? That was, I think, a no reserve auction, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was a 1957 Chrysler Imperial Crown, which was owned by... Oh, who was the actress that owned it? God, it's not coming to me. Um, oh, uh Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that sold for $51,000. Wow. So that's a pretty good price for that. That's a yeah, very you, good price for that car. Yeah, you were buying some um, real nostalgia there too, though. Yeah, I mean, it had the you know you know that had you know really good provenance. They had the the pictures of whatever she paid for. God, who was that? Um, you know, whatever you know, she paid for a lot of money for the car originally, and you know it was delivered to her wherever she was in Beverly Hills. It was one of those things. Right. And she was like uh, a mid-century for, movie starlet. Yeah. Um, Why can't yeah. I think of who that was? Um, I don't know, it's just not coming to me for some reason. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll look at we'll look that up. Now, you remember you, you how much we wanted to talk about that 1966 Volkswagen Type Two 21 window deluxe bus? Well, oh, that yeah. you know those are expensive, and that was bid to a hundred and five thousand dollars oh wow and it didn't sell and it didn't sell it did not wow yeah unbelievable (laughs) so there you there you have it i mean so somebody wanted even more money i mean it was it was it was everything was new on it if you remember it was all you know basically uh uh completely redone and, you know, repainted, reupholstered. It was, you know, quite special. Uh, they'd done a terrific job of it, but, uh, you know, Oh, it was Lauren Bacall. That was, well, it. It was right. Lauren Bacall. Hun- yeah, it was a, she bought it after Humphrey Bogart died. That's right. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was her Chrysler Imperial. Sorry, sorry. We're sort of jumping around here. Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, Volkswagen bus was, uh, bid to 105,000. It would reserve not met. <clears throat> now, you also picked this very strange uh, 1935 MGB PB, sort of like a, a pre-war, you know, British car. Do you know that sold for fifty-one thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars, John? Wow, fifty-one thousand. That is a chunk of change. <laughs> That's a lot of money for that car. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty stunning. 
<laughs> people have money to spend. I guess uh, so. And the uh, the other the other pick you had was 1969 uh, Chevy Camaro Z28, and it was quite a nice, very original car. That sold for a whopping fifty six thousand five hundred dollars. It's a lot of money, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are not necessarily <laughs> bargains to be found at this here auction. No, those were not bargains whatsoever. Uh, now, I had the, um, the, those were your picks. And like I said, that was very interesting how it fell out. Uh, I picked the 1980 BMW M1. And it was a very low mileage. It was, uh, had, had been, you know, very well kept. Uh, it sold for five hundred thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> yeah, five hundred grand. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Yep. Well, you can't say and, that and, we don't have good taste. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I had picked the. Uh, it was a nineteen seventy Buick GSX Stage Two. Uh, it was that yellow car, very yellow. It was very. Right. I, I, I thought it was a gorgeous car. It was bid to $84,000 and didn't sell. Wow. Bid to 84000 <laughs> I mean, that's like you know, four times the price new. <laughs> and um, I was looking at a brand new uh, Tesla today that ran that much money. So Right. Yeah. I mean, $84,000. <laughs> it didn't sell. Wow. Uh, well, you're going to like the next one, too. It was the 2003 Volkswagen Eurovan Westphalia Weekender. Right. And the Weekender is different from the camper because the camper has the cook stove and refrigerator and the Weekender doesn't. Right. Uh, it sold for $40,500. Are people nuts? And that was a, that bidding went on. That kept it started like in the mid. You know, it was like I, I watched the end of it and the, the, the bidding kept going up and up. People were surprised. It's past 30. It's up to 38, 39, <laughs> 40. <laughs> and so it sold for 80, you know, it sold for $40,500. That is something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a well-kept car. Uh, my, my, my poor little Toyota Previa though, the 1994 Toyota Previa, but it had really high mileage on it, but it still sold for $5,600, which is, you know, for something of that, you know, that uh, ilk and and with that many miles, it was over two hundred. It was over two hundred thousand miles. Sold for five five thousand six hundred dollars. Um, but I also remember I picked that. It was the last thing I picked was a nineteen eighty Ford F two fifty. Yes. Uh, and it was a very plain pickup truck, right? Was, yeah, you know, we talked about how uncomfortable kit. those seats were too. Yeah. Because we both had uh, experienced riding around in those back in the day. Right. Crappy car. I hated it. Yeah. $97,000. Are you effing kidding me? I am not. I remember I told you that I really wanted to watch this pickup truck because yeah. pickup trucks were be, be starting to be very collectible. Well, this had very low mileage and was in very good shape. It, 1984 F250, $97,000. Wow. <laughs> That is unbelievable to me. I wouldn't have it's given all, you twenty two hundred bucks for it. <laughs> I mean, I could see maybe five thousand. Oh, you come know, on. not with those seats. 
Oh God. Yeah. The, the standard vinyl seats. Oh dear God. Awful, awful, awful. <laughs> All right. Oh, that 97,000. I hope somebody's very happy with that because they had money to burn. Yeah. For real. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to re- remind people, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on I Have Radio. Uh, now, let's get to some of your picks, John, which I, I actually, I saw a lot of these uh, during the week, and I almost picked one or two of these. And the first one you picked was a 1965 Pontiac Le Mans convertible project. And I saw this one and almost picked it because I thought it was just a cool-looking car. Yeah. I had a, um, uh ex-uncle on my mom's side of the family, who had a car just like this. Um, I don't think that it was, I'm not sure that it was uh, convertible, but uh, it was one of those uh, Pontiac uh, GTOs. And mm-hmm. um, the only the only reason I wouldn't maybe buy this is because it's a V8, but of course you expect it to be uh, with a yeah. muscle look like this. But I'm... Uh, I don't know. I just it brought back uh, memories. Yeah, it, it did. So let me read what it says. It says this 1965 Pontiac Le Mans convertible is a running and driving project that was featured in the fifth season of the television show um, Hot Rod Garage uh, while under prior ownership. The car is finished in black primer over a partially stripped parchment interior uh, and power comes from a fuel injected 398 cubic inch v8 paired with a 700 r4 automatic transmission additional modifications include uh, rocket racing wheels uh, front disc brakes a coil overspring a suspension um, a dual exhaust system and a pause attraction rear end so the seller acquired it in 2019 and now it's being offered with the no reserve uh, on, you know, in, uh, where is it? La Habra, California. So it is a project car. It's only partially yeah. done, but it, I like the center console. I think the, the interior needs to be punched up a little bit, but you know, the uh, body needs the, some work too, especially in the back. Yeah. Uh, uh the uh, dashboard's sort of a mess and the steering wheels cracked all over. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things someone's going to have to it do. It looks like somebody might've shot a bullet into the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> and considering where it's at, uh, that's yeah. believable. <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, th- this auction closes in a couple of days, and right now it's bid to $8,300. So we'll see where it where it lands next week. Uh, now, this one was one that actually sold this afternoon, like just, just oh, a little while ago. Yeah, but let me but let me read what it says. This is a 1992 Toyota 4Runner SR5 uh, V6 four-wheel drive, and it has 45,000 kilometers. So that's very low mileage for one of these things. And it was probably yeah, it's from, from Canada. That's why you see the kilometers. Yeah. It's it's you know identical to what you would buy here essentially, but it's uh, instead of miles, it's kilometers. And it says this 1992 Toyota 4Runner SR5 V6 is a four-wheel drive model that is finished in metallic blue over matching cloth and powered by a uh, 3.0 liter V6 paired with a four-speed automatic transmission and a two-speed transfer case. Equipment includes 15-inch alloy wheels, 
uh, wearing Yokohama tires, a stock AM FM radio, air conditioning, and a power tailgate. Uh, the truck was has remained registered in British Columbia since new and was acquired by the selling dealer in 2020. Service uh, in preparation for the sale consisted, consisted of replacing the tires, the serpentine belt, uh, the exhaust pipe, refinishing the wheels, and an oil change. And but 45,000, which is about 28,000 miles, it sold for 27,000 for 250 dollars. Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably not bad. It looks like it's in pretty good shape. It's in pretty good shape, but it also sold for more than it sold for more than it was new. Yeah. Well, so but then again, you look at against what are people paying these days and Right. I, I think I told you was it last week I said that the average transition transaction price is now close to $40,000 on a car. Or car or truck. I mean, cuz trucks push it up because people spend so much money on trucks. Yeah, yeah, but the average, you know, the average transaction prices, you know, are in the forty thousand dollar range now. Yeah, hmm. something. Uh, well, anyway, this uh, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on I Have Radio. We have a lot more from Burner Trailer when we get back. It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we're talking bring a trailer picks for this uh, hour. And um, your next pick, I've seen one like this before. It seems to remind me you, you like these, these cars. This is a 1979 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Yeah. I wanted to and, buy one when I was in high school. <laughs> you know, uh, back then they yeah. were brand new. <laughs> right, but they were also very cool. I remember, you know, if you had one, you were, you know, that was something. Those are really cool cars to have. Yeah. So I, I do remember it. Uh, this in fact, I think I was a junior in high school. Uh, well, maybe just finishing up my uh, sophomore year in high school uh, when this uh, car came out. And, you know, it was, you know, it was, to me, it was like the hot rod to have. If I was going to have a vintage car at that point, to me, I wanted like a 68 or 69 Camaro. But if I wasn't right. going to have that, I wanted to have, you know, my Smokey and the Bandit mobile. 
<laughs> That's right. And this is very close to that one. And it, <laughs> let me read what it says here. This 1979 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am is finished in solar gold over tan and powered uh, by a 403 cubic inch L80 V8 made it to a three-speed automatic transmission and a limited slip differential. Equipment includes the WS6 Special Performance Package, gold exterior graphics, gold wheels too. Uh, <laughs> Not only are they gold wheels, but um, uh, some young people today would fit right into them because uh, they're 15-inch snowflake wheels. <laughs> that's right it'd be perfect uh, it has uh, the exterior graphics you know like the little firebird thing and, and it uh, has air conditioning cruise control four-wheel disc brakes and bucket seats the car was acquired by the seller during an october 2018 bringer trailer auction and approximately a thousand miles have been added since so he didn't drive it a lot this trans am is offered with a build sheet and a clean oklahoma title in the name of the seller now this is uh, it only has 49,000 original miles on it so it has not been driven very much in 40 years 41 41 years but that's pretty good yeah 15 inch snowflake wheels what more could you want <laughs> i i love the i like those wheels got, though i think they're cool i think it matches the car yeah i think you know that well, i mean that's what i mean tied to the period piece that it is exactly yeah I, I love the, the 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 seats are basically two tone. It's you know it's vinyl on the outside and it's got you know velour kind of looks like houndstoothy look looking velour on the inside. It I like, looks like I, it's in quite nice shape. I also it like really looks like a fun car. I also like one of the comment or one of the comments posted on this car by the person who currently holds the highest bid at twelve thousand dollars, and that is uh -huh. it says Jim Rockford's color or close to it. <laughs> that's right it was it's pretty close to it yeah yeah uh, the, that one the of the reference fun of is, course being to the old tv show the rockford files and the car that uh right jim, jim garner drove, yeah. uh that he drove in that yeah yeah so that's a it's a uh the, the comments are always good to read on these you know they, they really are uh they, they're fun to read uh and then the last car you picked I don't know this one. It's a Benjamin Sports Special Tribute. Okay. It is. You know what it reminded me of when I saw it, although it doesn't have the back seat too, um, and it's not quite that fancy, but it gave me the sense that this is of the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang era, you know? I was going to say that. Yeah, it looks kind of like that. It's a very – they don't really put a year on it, but I guess it's it's – car that says that uh, Benjamin badges was affixed to the grill. The Benjamin was a French company that produced light cars between 1921 and 26. And in 27, the brand name shifted to Bonova, which would last through 1931. So these were all real early pre-war cars. Yeah. And they um, list it as a 1948 Benjamin. Right, and I guess that's just how it's titled, but it, I right. don't even know what it could be. So uh, it says this pre-war sports special was reportedly constructed in Argentina and was purchased by the current owner in Belgium in 2006 before being imported to the U.S. later that year. Uh, the exposed aluminum body and, si and, and cycle fenders are combined with a red interior, and power comes from an inline four with twin 
Stromberg carburetors uh, paired with a four-speed manual transmission. Equipment includes Brooklyn's uh, aero screens, uh, twin headlamps. Wow, twin headlamps. Uh, and and uh, red-painted 16-inch wire wheels. Wow. Uh, this uh, Benjamin tribute was featured on Bring a Trailer in 2008 and is now offered on behalf of the owner with import documentation, service records, and a clean California title uh, listing the car as a 1948 Benjamin. And it's in Monterey, California. Uh, they very interesting car so we'll see how it bids right now it's at 46,000 whopping dollars yikes so, uh, <laughs> this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen you're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio and we'll be right back Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMillan. Hello, John. Good afternoon, Todd. And our studio number is 760-544-8255 if you want to call in. Uh, we're talking bring a trailer this hour, and we went through John's picks, and now we've got some picks that I've got. And I'm going to start with the 1969 Chevrolet Corvette L88 4-speed. I think 69 is like the pinnacle of GM styling and everything cool, you know, back then was, you know, General Motors did. It just was, I, I loved all their, their model uh, models that year. This is an exceedingly rare car. This black-on-black Chevy Corvette Coupe is one of 216 examples produced with the L88 package during a three-year span. So so (laughs) only 216 over three years, 116 of which were produced for the 1969 model year. The car was ordered on February 12, 1969 and built on uh, June 18th before being delivered to its first owner on June 29th uh, through Jack Sullivan Chevrolet in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Think about Power that. Is from- That's like um, them manufacturing like one car every couple of days, and and to think about one car coming off the line or one model uh, coming off the line, you know, one every day and a half or two, is kind of funny by today's standards but right by today's standards um, but this was this was a custom order though yeah and they just didn't make many of them and and by you know they they do this does include the original sticker on the car and it's quite interesting to look at Uh, but the see powers from a numbers matching 427 cubic inch v8 that featured open chambered 
aluminum cylinder heads, a performance cam, camshaft, a uh, 12.0 to 1 compression ratio, ratio, which was very high for those days, and a four-barrel Holley carburetor from the factory. Additional equipment included a matching Muncie four-speed manual transmission, uh, positive traction rear end, uh, heavy-duty suspension and power disc brakes, uh, and transistor ignition. Uh, accolades, it's got all sorts of awards that it's won in various shows. Uh, and they, they've list all of them from 2005 through 2016. Uh, this LAD C3 is offered at no reserve in New York with a sales agreement, uh, tank sticker, pre-delivery inspection, and protecto plate, as well as a reproduction window sticker, uh, an owner's manual, and a CCAS engine number affirmation certificate, uh, early photographs, die-cast model of the car, and a clean New Jersey title. Um, it only has 28,000 original miles on it, uh, which is very, very low for that uh for that age yeah um and it's extremely rare again it's already bid to four hundred and thirty thousand dollars <laughs> which is a lot of money um, and it has uh two days left to go in this auction uh it's it's like i said it's in exceedingly nice condition just about everything looks like you know it's it's you know it's it was when it came off from the factory uh i looked at the windows first of all there's over 600 pictures pictures in the gallery it's it's stunning how many there are but it's to give it you know whoever's bidding on this needs to see every little bit of it uh and they you know if they haven't driven it they can at least assume it drives uh fairly well um and uh let's see the window sticker on this car um it was six thousand eight hundred and sixty two dollars so that's expensive for, for what it was then the um, especially when you the, consider what it's going for presently <laughs> that's right the l88 option and, and this car starts at 40 the, the the base sticker price on this car was 49 six i mean four thousand nine hundred and sixty nine dollars the l88 option package added a i mean this is a lot of money for the time one thousand thirty two dollars that's a that's a big ad for a five thousand dollar car that's 20 percent of the sticker right there yeah you know who yeah. else uh, drove a C3 Corvette, although it was uh, in a TV series back in the early 70s? Um, and it's what really turned me on to this style, uh, this body style especially, was uh, Bill Bixby did a series called The Magician. Ah, uh, uh, yes, The Magician, in yeah. Back in 1974 mm -hmm. that aired on NBC. And uh, yeah, he, he drove a white Corvette, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was white, but it was uh, essentially a very similar looking model uh, uh, to this one. Yeah, I think it had license plate that said shadow on it, didn't it? Uh, not sure, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was white. I remember I remember being infatuated with the pilot car when I was a kid. I actually really liked that series. I remember it well. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I'm dating myself by saying that. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll be interested to see where this lands, but we already know it's close to half a million. Now, the next car I, I actually like just because it was it's just so so few miles. This is a 1973 Jaguar E-Type Roadster with a V12 engine and a four-speed manual transmission. It has 7,900 7,900 original miles. 
So let's see. It says this. It's beautiful. It's a really a beautiful card. This 1973 Jaguar E-Type uh, is a Series Two open two open two seater that was manufactured on May 10th, 1973, and originally dis- distributed in the U.S. by British Leyland of New York. It, it was purchased by it was purchased new by a doctor from. Bob Owens sales in Westland, Michigan, and remained with the original owner for 47 years until being acquired by the selling dealer in 2020. Power is provided by the matching numbers 5.3 liter V12, and additional equipment includes a four-speed manual gearbox, chrome wire wheels, air conditioning, factory air. That's a, that was a big deal back then from a British car. Uh, a black convertible top and a body color a hard top. Uh, Z-Bart rust proofing was applied in 1973, and a closed head. Um, I mean, a closed conversion was carried out in 1974. The car was not driven from 1990 through 2020, 30 years, and subsequent recommissioning work, including servicing the fuel system, brakes, and suspension, as outlined in the listing below. This E-Type now shows just under 8,000 miles and is offered in uh, Seekonk, Massachusetts, with its original sales paperwork, a toolkit, uh, removed parts, a Jaguar Heritage Trust Certificate, a uh, recent inspection report from uh, Marquis Specialist Stu Jones Restoration, and a clean Michigan title from 1973. It's already bid to $100,000 wow. and uh, clo- closes tomorrow. So we'll see where it goes. I have to, it's really a beauty. I mean, the, 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 it, it looks like it wasn't driven very much. Uh, and it's in exquisite condition. It's just, it's, I, you know, it's just a beauty when you look at all the pictures of it. Um, I, I, what I liked that there was a letter that came with it. If we have time, I'll read that at the end because it talked about how he went to the the buyer went to one dealer and you know, they wouldn't sell him the car in the showroom so floor for any discount. So he went to another dealer and they ended up selling him that same car where they just traded to they just traded their car to that same dealer and sold it to him for less than that dealer would sell it to him. Huh. So you know horse, horse trading was going on even back then. Yeah. Uh, Okay, let's see. My next pick, I just thought I would start with, you know, stay with the, uh, the uh, a car that I, I'm familiar with. But this is an interesting one. I picked it because it won't go for a lot of money, but it is a one owner 1981 Honda Civic CVCC five speed hatchback. Um, it has 27,000 miles showing, but it's believed to be 127 because you know, this is a person who's owned it since new. This 1981 Honda Civic 1500DX was purchased new by the current owner uh, at Long Beach Honda in Long Beach, California, and is powered by a 1.48cc CVCC inline four-cylinder engine um, made it to a five-speed manual transaxle. Axle. It's finished in Shetland white over a beige cloth and vinyl interior and features air conditioning, chrome rim, uh, chrome trim, a rear window wiper, um, front mud flaps, and a fold-down rear seat. The, the timing belt and tensioner were replaced in 2018. Uh, the cylinder uh, head uh, was refreshed in 2019, and the carburetor was rebuilt in uh, December of 2020. The Civic is now being offered at no reserve by the seller on behalf of his sister with an uh, owner's manual, service records, window sticker, uh, an accident-free Carfax report, and clean California title. It's in Laguna Niguel, California. Um, you know, for so- somebody's kept it all these years. It's it's. Uh, it's in pretty sweet condition for what it is. It's, you know, it'd be a fun bang around town car. Yeah. 
and it has air conditioning, thank God. Uh, I think the cars that were sold in California, air conditioning, because I looked at the window sticker, and the window sticker does not show air conditioning on. I think these were dealer-installed options at the time. So I think that later came, you know, it was put in by the dealer. The same thing with, I think it has an AM, FM cassette radio, and I think that was is branded Honda. I'm pretty sure that was a dealer-installed option as well. Uh, so I, I But, but uh, the air conditioning is uh, was a good 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 buy when you live in uh, Long Beach. Because yeah. it does get hot sometimes, so th- this has been bid up to eighty two hundred dollars, and the, the re- and it comes in, uh, it ends in two days. So that will be, that will be an interesting just to see where it goes because it's already double what they paid for it. Sure, just, just keep it in nice condition, and there it goes. Uh, <laughs> now the the uh, the next one I picked was because it's in Cathedral City. <laughs> And it's just another Jaguar. So it's like the it's like the evolution of the E-Type that uh, I picked earlier. Yeah, it's uh, a beautiful is, car. It is a beautiful car. This is this is this is a desert cruiser. Frankly, this is something that you you know somebody from Rancher Mirage has, right? <laughs> it just just has that look to it. Uh, so it's a 1994 Jaguar XJS two plus two convertible. Uh, it. Uh, current bid is $5,500, so that's not very high. Uh, that noise you heard is actually somebody placing a bid on, on something. Uh, and I've got all these windows open, so somebody bid on something that I've, we've got there. So this is this 1994 Jaguar uh, XJS 2 plus 2 convertible has been registered in California since new, was acquired by the seller in July of 2020, and now shows 59,000 miles. The car is finished in flamenco red over tan leather and is powered by a 4-liter inline-six paired with a 4-speed automatic transmission. Uh, equipment includes a tan convertible top, a matching boot cover, 15-inch polished basket wheel, <laughs> Uh, basket basket weave wheels and four wheel disc brakes, automatic climate control, power adjustable seats, and cruise control. Service during the ownership uh, is includes a f- new fuel pump replace, a fuel pump replacement, and oil change. This XJS is offered with a clean Carfax report uh, and a clean California title in the seller's mother's name. Well, that does make sense. Uh, and it's, uh, like I said, it's in Cathedral City. Like I said, it's a beautiful desert uh, cruiser car. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is It really is lovely. Uh, I don't know what it's going to sell for, but the auction ends in five days. The current bid is $5,500. It's going to go for at least ten or 15000 I think, just because it's pretty. Probably so. And then again, expect yeah. to spend at least that much with the shop. Uh, yeah, that's, that is Because it is a Jaguar. Yeah, just and and it was British made at the time, so God help you. Uh, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. 
Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMillan. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we were talking of uh, Bring a Trailer this uh, this hour, and you'd mentioned something to me, and I, I looked it up. This is about the uh, 1969 Chevy Camaro SS Yanko Tribute, uh, and I wanted to kind of go over that because it, it, may, people may not know what that means. It says, I did. First of all, this is. Yeah, it's a 1969 Chevy Camaro, again, a great year for, for General Motors, was refurbished in the style of a Yanko uh, Super Camaro under previous ownership before being acquired by its current owner in 2016. The car is finished in hugger orange with Yanko slash SC, a sports car, I believe is what it stands for, graphics over um, uh, or supercharged, I think, over a black and white interior and power is from a is from a replacement 427 cubic inch black, bat 400 cubic inch V8 with a four speed manual transmission. Additional equipment includes torque thruster wheels as well as power assisted steering and front disc brakes. Uh, the spark plugs were replaced and f- fuel and oil lines changed. Prior, uh, in preparation for the sale this yanko tribute is offered by the seller on behalf of the current owner uh with refurbishment documentation somebody spent a lot of money uh and as well as clean florida title in the owner's name um yeah it's a uh, cool car, car. i don't really i don't really like the color but um because it is a bright orange and yeah uh to me the style of the car is stunning yeah it's always yeah it's great it is and i don't and when you see those styles i hate to see them in the color of a pumpkin (laughs) well this thing was uh the car was disassembled and placed on a rotisserie for the project (laughs) and is said to have been taken place between 2013 and 2015 originally uh green uh the body was repainted in hugger orange uh, with white stripes and the Yanko SC graphics. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting. Now, I, I wanted to read a little bit about who this guy Yanko was. It says, Yanko Chevrolet was a Chevy dealer located at 575 West Pike Street in uh, Cannonsburg, uh, Pennsylvania, operating from 1949 to 1982. The dealership is best known for selling customized sports cars during the late 60s, uh, referred to to presently as Yankos. They are among the most collectible uh, 1960s vehicles. Um, So what he did is in 1966, Don Yanko was uh, impressed with the late model Chevy uh, Corvair's handling and decided to apply for SCAA approval, that's Sports Car Club of America, approval for the Corsa model for racing. The sanctioning body approved the cars with uh, backseat removed and upgrades to the Corsa engine, including horsepower and torque. The 100 1966 Corsas that received certification were all painted white and most had blue striping and were named Yanko Stingers. I think that's a great name. Uh, Yanko continued to modify Corvair coupes as stingers for the rest of the car's production run, which I believe went through 1969. And the last says the last stinger was a 1969 coupe, uh, after which Corvair, uh, Corvair production ceased. Um, let's see. Uh, but he did Camaros. Uh, he did, uh, what else did he do? And Chevelle's, 
yeah, so, it, but a lot of these, so what, what it is is uh, Yanko used Chevrolet's uh, COPO, which is Central Office Purchase uh, Production Order, to uh, have the engines upgraded. In other words, in those days, you could order like the highest power Corvette engine stuck into your Chevy uh, Camaro. You just had to tick the right. It was, you know, a central office purchase order. You mm. just had to check the right box, and you know the dealer could do that for you. So these were things that were, that were done, you know, sort of like they were stealth cars. You didn't know that that's what what it was. So yeah. it says when when Camaros became classifiable as a pony car, um, available in 1967, Yanko transferred uh, Chevrolet's 427 cubic inch. Uh, 7L 425 horsepower L72 uh, engine, along with other high-performance parts, into Camaros, creating the Yanko Camaro. The 1967 and 1968 uh, 427 Camaros were so popular that in 1969, Yanko used uh, Chevrolet COP. Oh, a central office purchase order system to have the L72 engine installed into the uh, Chevy Camaros and Chevelles. During the 1971 and 1972 uh, years, Yanko sold uh, uh, Stinger Vegas. Can you imagine that? I don't oh my even know God. if those exist anymore. Uh, based on the Chevrolet Vega GT hatchback, uh, Stinger Vegas included front and rear spoilers and Yanko Stinger uh, side striping and a special COPO engine with uh, – it might have lasted than the other engines. I, I, would, not, I would not associate uh, a Vega in the same categories with – Things like Camaros and Chevelles. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't either. But I mean, that that was you know those were Camar- those were downfalls of, of Chevrolet when they started. You know, those were going to be the the savior. Those were going to be the cars. You know, the Chevy Vega was going to be the car to compete with all the the Japanese imports. You know, it was right. a cool sort of Camaro looking small car, you know, gets good gas mileage, uh, you know, but it was and, and it was at the same time that the Pinto was out and that was Ford's you know, pony car, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the Pinto. I mean, that's why it was named Pinto. Yeah. It was just it was supposed to have Mustang light Mustang. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and, and both those cars at the time, by the way, at the time they both sold in huge volumes. I mean, these were very popular cars, uh, you know, at the time, I mean, they sold hundreds of thousands of these, you know, Pintos and, and, uh, and Vegas, and they came in, you know, two door, four door, uh, you know, wagon variants, you know, the Pinto did, um, you know, and the, 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 um, I think there was a two styles for the, uh, for the Vega, there was a cam back and there was a, uh, two door coupe, but I mean, th- these were, these were very popular cars at the time they sold. Well, um, nearly all the Vegas rusted away and the engines melted or seized. I was going to say, cause you don't see them cars. anywhere. And yeah, they're, and I just remember them rare. being like these little rust buckets. Well, they are. They're nothing but rust buckets. I mean, you might be able to find one that was a Southern California car. I have seen them, and I've seen them on Bring a Trailer, as a matter of fact. That you know, they're so rare. They actually go for a decent. They don't go for huge dollars, but they go for a decent amount of money just because they're so rare to be actually living you know, in, in decent right. condition. And there was a Cosworth engine op- option. So the, the Vega Cosworth is the one to have okay. in black with gold, with gold wheels. And that's even better. So, uh, you're, you're listening to all revved up on iHerb radio. This is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen and John, I've enjoyed our hour together and I look forward to next week. Me as well. We'll see you then. 
All right. Bye-bye.